Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. I'm your host for today, Hank Zappa. Proud to be here. Hey, and as always, we have a special guest. So, let's get on with the show. Hello there. Hey, Ted, it's Hank Zappa. How are you? I'm doing good. What's happening with you? Oh, not much. You're, uh, you're live on the new Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Pleasure to have you on. Uh, hello, nerds there. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Um, yeah, just so everybody has a little bit of uh, background of how we know each other. Um, so there's this camp um, in Michigan that we used to attend to yearly. And, uh, oh, yeah, the deer Yeah, yeah. And um, you used to always come up and play your guitar and have good entertainment for us. And just your spirit was so infectious, you know, and... And that was that was your mom and, and uh, Christine. Uh, she always insisted that we play some music, and I think she knew about every single uh, camp song from the '40s and '50s that existed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and we we do a lot of really really, uh, as you say, nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It no, it, it it was awesome, man. Like I was just a little kid, and I. I still remember it like it was yesterday. I remember even there was this guy Willie there. I don't know if you remember that guy, but uh-huh. before projectors and um, wireless technology was out there, he he was ahead of his time and he had a projector that was really oh, yeah. good quality and whatnot. And he would always play movies for us on Thursdays. So uh, <laughs> well, yeah. that was not at the camp Dearborn. No, that was uh, that was other places. I think. True, but sometimes at camp. Sometimes at camp. Yeah. But so, uh, so Willie did the Willie did the movies. I I don't remember Willie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, he he was a really cool guy. Him and him and his wife. They were they were good people. The whole family. Um, oh Will. Oh, oh yeah, Will. Remember Will. he used to have yeah. the stick. He used to have the walking oh, yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good guy. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, that's that's ages ago, and then here we are now. You know, um, I think I reached out to you years ago. I think to get on a, a song or something like that, and uh, we did a rap song. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did, and it and it was okay. I I just wasn't. I didn't feel good about it. You know, um, hey, he's the man. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. was cool though. Either way, I I really like what you bring to the table. Um, you know you're a, you're a bright spirit, and you've always got a lot of good light to you and good things to say. So thanks for being on. Um, well, that's sweet. That's very nice of you, man. For sure, for sure. Um, I actually wanted to talk to you about folk music. Um, you know, I know that you spent a lot of time in the folk music industry, and oh yeah, you know you're. Well, actually- you're a guru. Actually, the penny, the penniless industry. That's uh, that's that's what you call it. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How how did you first get into playing the guitar? Let's start there. Well, let's see. I think I was about uh, eleven or twelve years old, and I got my daddy's guitar, and uh, and I was going to be uh, in a in a play in elementary school, mm-hmm. and uh, and and. Uh, my part was going to be one, the roving guitar player. <laughs> and I think I, I got the, I got the part because the teacher said, does anybody, anybody in the classroom have a guitar? And, and I raised my hand. And of course it was not my guitar. It was my 
father's guitar, but uh, he let me use it. So, uh, so I was supposed to sing a song on stage, and uh, I said, well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll learn to play the guitar. And I, my dad taught me some chords, you know, and I was able to play uh, uh, Elvis Presley's Hound Dog, which I played, I think, constantly behind stage. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and, and uh, then, then I got out on, on the stage, you know, and, and then, of course, the, uh, the teacher director said, uh, we, we, we don't want you to really play the guitar, you know, just like pretend that you're playing it and then uh, you can sing your song, you know, and I, <laughs> I got this, you know. <laughs> and uh, we, started, we started the song, and that's when I discovered that there was more than one key. <laughs> sure. And I was, I was playing and I said, damn, piano is just out of key with me. <laughs> so I, I, ended up, I ended up not having, not actually playing on stage, but just singing the song to whatever key they were playing. Sure. And so that was, I guess that was the start of my, uh, my folk career. But then that, that proceeded through high school and college and, as the time went by, I picked up more and more instruments, and, uh, and now I have a real menagerie of, uh, of musical instruments. So, yeah, you know, free, to be honest, we we've known each other for of each other for years and years, like over twenty years. And to be honest, yeah. I feel I know nothing about you. You know, because that's just how it is sometimes, you know, like I, I feel and I know I know nothing about you because you're so unique. There's so much to you. Um, and it's funny how that happens, because had it not been for well, my people, uh, happen, you know, circles, circles stand in different directions. And, uh, and uh, we all go off in our own uh, kind of circle and, and uh, uh I have to admit, you know, my my circles were a lot older than, than your circles. Oh, of course, of course. You know, I'm about seventy three, so I mean, hey, we we uh, we knew different people. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But I mean, it was just like <laughs> the cards didn't fall. You know, if it made sense, then it would have made sense. You know, but they just didn't fall. Sure, but sure. in as far as I always admired, I always admired how you. Um, how you took life, you know what I'm saying? I always admired how you played your guitar. You had a good name for yourself. You were you're well known in the folk music scene uh, in Metro Detroit, and you know you're just like a bright spirit, man. So was there ever any <laughs> darkness to you? <laughs> you know, like like was there ever a dark there side? You know. Well, I suppose in a few more years, you know, all the lights will go out and uh, and we'll all be uh, be somewhere six feet under, you know. So I suppose <laughs> right. it may be darker back then or in the future, but uh, it well, it's actually pretty dark now with all of the COVID nineteen going around and so many people uh, being sick, and it's sure. it's it's disappointing, you know, to see that the, the country not coming together and people pulling apart and. Uh, not caring as much for each other. Then again, you know, there, there are beautiful things happening and, and people, uh, little things here and there, are, are helping their neighbors out, you know, and I think that's that's a whole lot better than uh, gathering together with your with your submachine guns, you know, and, and, uh, and trying to kill off uh, the governor and people like that. So, uh, 
Oh, for I sure. It's better to go the way of the light <laughs> rather than the dark. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more, sir. You know, um, okay. there's a lot of darkness, you know, going on right now. And um, I feel that when we talk about it, it just brings more darkness. You know, I, I feel... Let's not talk about it then. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> go, go into the light. Go into the light. My for friend. sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, no, the reason I asked you about the, um, the folk, uh, if you ever had a dark time, because, you know, music for me is, music for me is an escape. You know, it, it's always been like that since I was, since I was young, since I first started. Um, so, uh, you, it, was that your escape? Like, did you have any moments that were kind of a little dark to you to where music ended up being your outlet? Oh, um, well, I don't know. Uh, it, it's always been very, very important uh, to me. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, I just have loved music my whole life. And uh, I, I, somewhere along the line, decided not to make it my, uh, my main career. I think I was always using it as an escape, you know, always using it as a, as a safety valve. Sure. And uh, so I had a, a string of regular... Uh, technical jobs you know i went to school of architecture so i ted just that for years at different places different offices so i think i always i always said let's have music on the side music music next to that you know and, and so uh and they balanced each other out real well i think sure sure yeah you were, you were saying you said you said ted yes yeah no i was just uh making sure i, I thought we lost you um yeah, for oh, did, I, did I fade away or something? Yeah, yeah, you know how technology is. Sometimes it's working and sometimes it's not so good. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> who okay. knows? Well, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, I wanted to know though. Um, now you're married. You've been married for fifty years. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, well, we were we were married in seventy uh, one. Okay. So next year will be fifty. Yeah. Nice, that's big. Any so plans? I'm forward to that. I'm hoping that we make it to that uh, that fiftieth year. You know. True. True. Yeah. Be sure, be sure to keep washing your hands and. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Most definitely. Oh man. Yep. So yeah, the times are times are tough, and uh, it's it's sad. Uh, we we're not planning anything for for the holidays this year. Because um, the kids are spread out all over the place. Sure. We got, you know, Tim, you know, Tim I guess, uh, your age, he's in Chicago, and Peter's in, in uh, either New York or, or Pittsburgh. <laughs> he travels back and forth to the two places. And, and of course, Betsy uh, is in Miami. So, uh, so it's, it's tough to, uh, to do family, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I uh, in your beginning stages though, when you were when you were taken off, how did how did you find your folk for family? Well, I think I think I officially uh, joined the folk society back in Pennsylvania, and uh, there was a lot of a lot of the friends that uh, that did the folk music, and I think those were the days of Joan Baez and Bob Dylan and and uh, Pete Seeger and all of those guys. Sure. And um, 
there was a group of folks that really dug that and, and we'd, we'd go to the music festivals and and uh and hang out in philly we had a, a little coffee shop that we set up and uh call it the door so we used to hang out at the door each week and um be folky you know and we teach these other, other music and just you know, sat around and sang for two or three hours. So that uh, that started. I think I got into the same thing here in, in Detroit when I came to college. There was also a similar kind of a group of folks, and we uh, we, we did that. And, uh, and finally, we got to know where we could play more than three chords. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Right, right. So it was it was like socializing, you know. Now, was yeah, there, did I, you ever feel you weren't I, I good? Regret. I never made it to uh, Woodstock. <laughs> did, you, did you ever feel you weren't good? No, no. No? How, how did I, you know, I, I how did, because. I it, no matter what you do, you know. It's, it's, uh, right. I guess, I guess to answer that, that question, there, there are certain um, levels or plateaus of, of proficiency when you're when you're learning first you learn your chords and then you learn your melodies and then you learn to sing and play at the same time and and do those and each each of those uh plateaus a lot of people might get discouraged and say oh man i can't do that i can't do that but i guess the answer is to always just keep playing the songs that you like to play and singing the songs you like to sing and it'll come around it'll come around now in your and lifetime so problem with it <laughs> In your lifetime, was there ever um, a time where you felt that the world was coming to an end like it is now? Not really. No. It's going to keep going, man. And uh, <laughs> and no matter who uh, gets elected in this next few days, we're all going to survive. Right. I suppose we'd survive a little bit better with one of the other candidates, but, uh, but you know, I think... I think uh, Aside, if, if we don't uh, pull out the atomic weapons and, and such, I think uh, I think we'll survive. And uh, you know, back in the '60s, so we were pretty darn close to that too. Oh yeah. We had the uh, the Bay of Pigs and the missile scare. Russians came over and uh, were just about ready to blast the U.S. with uh, nuclear weapons. And the Kennedy came out and put a uh, blockade around uh, Cuba. And the Russians came over with their missiles, and then for a couple of days there, we were ready to uh, <laughs> we were ready to, to get under our, our desks and duck and cover. Wow! So they were pretty scary times. I mean, uh, but uh, but we got through that. No one ever even talks about that time. I mean, they mentioned Pearl Harbor, you know, and stuff like that, but uh, never that moment. Oh, well, the, the 60s missile scare, all you young folks out there, check it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, don't, don't check it out because it'll be depressing, you know. You're right. I mean, there's enough depressing things to talk about <laughs> yeah. uh, these, these recent days. For yeah. sure. I feel like a lot of people are, are secretly depressed, you know. Like, um, secretly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, you know, putting on their best fake smile. About, young people today and, and um, the jobless market and not being able to uh, support your families and that that really hurts your mental capacities and uh, so I'm, I'm just concerned I was thinking about this morning what is the suicide rate going up you know because 
so many people are depressed. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's tough stuff. And uh, I don't know, you just have to, uh, and I can't give advice for that. I mean, uh, I feel differently than a lot of people. Right. I feel we're going to get through it, but uh, but some people, it's it's real tough. What uh, what do you think is the solution? <laughs> hey, folk music, man. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I no, like no, that. I think music is music is is really a, a beautiful, beautiful outlet for emotions and for sadness. And, and I think I think music has always made me happy. And, yeah, uh, that's that's something that I I hope happens you know music is like a medicine yeah you know we got a we got a mutual friend in common um and it is such a small world because who would have known who would have thought that you know you guys knew each other but my brother's uh ex-girlfriend's mom marilyn uh who's also who's also the first a lot of people don't know this about me but i used to play the violin and uh she was she was actually the first person to give me a violin, and when I say give, I mean give. I mean back in those days, it was expensive for me, you know. Um, and uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, she did that for me. But later in life, we met up as well, and she had this song on her um, on her album that she made called "Trying." And oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that song or if she ever played it for you, but oh yeah, it's awesome. I I love we that song. For five or six years there too. We were we were in a group. Actually, uh, she and Eric and I were in a group called Sedonia. Nice. <laughs> she picked that because it was a uh, it was a, it was a, a moon uh, around um, Mars, I think, or some. Things. So we we were we did Sedonia. We played up at the the Bliss Festival a little bit, and uh, and oh yeah. We had uh, we had a lot of musical fun together. So yeah, yeah, Marilyn Driggs. Now, I, sadly enough, she is now out of the state. She's down in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. She she's an incredible artist. It's one of those artists that it's just shocking that she didn't just you know plateau. But she also told me the reason is <laughs> is because she wasn't willing to sell herself. You know, she said a lot of oh, yeah, times yeah. that people tried to get her to sell herself, and then she just wouldn't sure, do it. Sure. So, which makes a lot but of she sense. She was in a number of uh, number of groups too. I mean, she she played I think more, a whole lot more than I did. Uh, and she she had a wonderful voice. She played the guitar and fiddle, and and uh, I think her best instrument still is her voice. Oh, true. So. I agree. <laughs> yeah, because she's got that like harmonious, like uh, healing mother vibes, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I just I always got a sense of like shelter with her, <laughs> you know. Like she's just got really <laughs> homey vibes, so it's really cool that oh, you yeah. guys got to do music together. Now, did you ever make a? Um, did you ever make? How many albums have you made for your own self? Well, it's, I started uh, doing uh, try, just just recording some of my songs, and uh, so I did a couple of of reel to reel and tape deck things. Uh, so I had like two or three CDs of those, and 
and lately I've just gone on Facebook and, and played a couple of dozen songs there. So, uh, so no, no big recording. I've done, I've done some recording with, uh, with art. He's got that on the CD. And I think, uh, I think we have a, a couple of other places that we, uh, we did back up and harmony, that kind of thing. So, uh, so I don't know how many I'm on. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I, I feel the same way because when you're making music, it's like you're just focused on the music. You're not necessarily focused on how it's stored and how you keep track of it. You know, you're just kind of like... Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of, lot of people out there that have this huge amount of electronics, you know, and all this equipment and all this... Like, uh, that was one reason why I never really got into, uh, to electric. Although I got, I got like two electric guitars. <laughs> oh, okay. A couple of Gorilla amplifiers, and they're both broken now, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> I gave away one of my electric guitars, a hard body, to, uh, to a friend. And I still have, I still have a nifty hollow body my son gave me. He found it in a garage up in, uh, up in Chicago. And, uh, I'd like to do that, but I got to get an amplifier. So, uh, but as far as as far as is, is making music, it's, it's a whole lot easier just to, to pick up an instrument and start playing, you know, without having to to plug in and set your levels and get your amps and get all the recording equipment going. Right. So I pretty much have none of that. <laughs> For sure. Now, I now I got a question. Um, I feel I feel that in different genres of music, especially if it's like hip hop or pop music, you know, there's a lot of people trying to always step on people's toes and stuff like that. But with folk music, um, it's more harmonious. Do you feel? Did you ever have a time where where you got into it with one of your um, your uh, musicians? Well, I tell you, I always, always love singing and playing with other musicians because you can do harmony and you can do, uh, you can play one instrument off and off with another and kind of harmonize with the two or blending, I guess you could call it. But uh, I always sure. love that. So I don't know. I don't feel any animosity towards <laughs> any other, other performers. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I guess that's the plus, uh, another plus about folk music is it just doesn't happen for the most part. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, in the pop music today, uh, whether it's it's classical, jazz, hip-hop, or whatever, there's going to be, uh, you know, the top ten, and then and it's gone. And so much beautiful, beautiful music is just, Nobody listens to it anymore because you know it's not uh, top ten anymore. It's uh, it's not the big time, you know. And uh, I love mining some of that old stuff and just it's just fabulous music, you know. Yeah. And you're talking even 100, 200 years ago. Uh, there's just some beautiful, beautiful music. Oh so, sure. So that's that's folk music, you know. That's, that's going back and doing the historic stuff, which probably. I don't know, I have like two full bookshelves of songs. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a lot. And in my, 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 just, 
and individual music, you know, when you we used to write the lyrics down as you listen to this listen to the LP, you know. And you play a line and then you'd have to move the needle back and play it again and write it all down. Mm-hmm. I had a stack about four feet high of, of songs that I'd written the lyrics down to. And there's just no way to go through it, you know. So I finally started picking out like like thirty or forty of them that I really thought were great and putting it into a little individual music book, you know? And then I can just pick up the book and I say, hey, here's 40 cool songs that you could do, you know, it's really fun. Then I made a second book and a third book and I got <laughs> about a dozen small books of the big giant piles <laughs> I've got. So organization has always been a, a hard part, you know? What was your um, What was your most fondest memory of a time you played? Uh, for the for whatever crowd um, that you can recall, that really just <laughs> you know sparked a spark something in you. Well, I always I I think whenever I was performing on a stage, I I really liked trying to do original stuff, sure. and uh, so and a couple of them had been have been popular. I I think Marilyn uh, did one. She was in a group called the Valkyries. And they, they did one of my songs, and uh, so a couple of my songs have been done uh, here and there. But I think I, I really enjoy, uh, if there's an audience, that I'll, <laughs> I'll do a couple of my songs, you know? Oh, yeah. Rather, than, rather than covers. What, um, but, I yeah. mean, but there was never a, a certain place, like you weren't out in California or Florida or Texas, and you just saw, um, or you had a moment where you're like, wow, this is more people than I anticipated, and I'm just like, this is a great night, you know? <laughs> well, I, I did a I did a festival up in the UP, up in Marquette, mm. and uh, that was a lot of fun. When I got I got to do a whole uh, you know a whole hour and a half show, and I did all original stuff. And it was really fun. I had had one of the one of the band members came up and he, he did a little harmonica and harmony with me on a couple of songs. But uh, other than that, not much, not much fame or, or fortune, you know. For sure, for sure. They passed a hat. Got a, got a few bucks there, but uh, but that I think that was uh, the only official professional, uh, well, non-professional, but uh, but that was that was the only real show that I uh, I did with a giant crowd. You know, usually it was just coffee shops and things like that. Uh, I, I don't see. know. Have you ever been up to the? Uh, up to the, the coffee shop uh, up in Ferndale. It was called Zados and then, uh, then. Uh, well, there was there, but you know, um, he closed down for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, I'm, I'm not sure oh, well, the he reason. Ran out of money, you know. That's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Enough, yeah. Uh, you ran out of money. He's <laughs> <laughs> still selling coffee, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, is he? <laughs> Just on a on a truck? Is he moved on to a truck now or something? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He's got himself a little uh, a little coffee coffee uh, grinding place and uh, coffee delivery truck. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, he was like he got uh, uh, he was actually in the Guinness Book of Records. Um, oh, well, we participated in that. I think that was. Uh, oh, you were in that as well. Oh yeah, that was I was one of the uh, one of the sound guys, you know, on an MC. Nice. What what was the yeah. song or what was it? It was like Danny Boy or something like that. 
What's that? What was the song that was sung that made him get the world record? Well, actually, he tried um, he tried getting um, world record on on playing in twenty four hours of uh, the song Danny Boy. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, the the Guinness Book of Records didn't have any category for that, so they uh, they turned it down. Oh so, wow! So then, uh, <laughs> they tried to uh, well, let's let's have the longest concert in history, you know, and and uh, and so uh, so he set that up, and we we played uh, for like seven days straight. Wow! And uh, got the Guinness record for that, and then somebody in Germany broke that record. It was the longest concert on on record, and each each performer played one hour. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. And uh, and and so uh, he has like three hundred and sixty different performers, and uh, <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, that's wild. But, uh, that's yeah, why. Actually, you know what? Now that you say oh, that, geez. I think I remember something like that. Uh, wanting, you know, him having the registration to sign up. But uh, uh-huh. I think I was heading out to California at that time. So uh, I couldn't what really. Oh, man, you know, it's California dreaming. <laughs> you know, just living the, living the life. It was actually one of the first times <laughs> I learned I learned how to surf and, and everything. It was cool. But, oh, um, cool. but yeah, man, um I uh, I also wanted to know um, or to speak about how um, back to camp what we were talking about. I wanted oh, to yeah. mention how cool it was of your son. Um, your son used to always bring his rockets, and um, oh yeah, yeah, that, that, you know that, that was that was Tim. Yeah, Tim, and and he was so cool for that because you know he made an experience for us. You know, and had it not been for him, we would... There's a couple of big fields out there, so... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah Tim, Tim got, got into building rockets. I guess he was in junior high school or something like that. And, uh, that was one of his one of his things, and uh, he used to spend hours and hours making them. And uh, But they, they weren't just like a tube, though. They, he, he would do like a full-scale... Detail. shuttle. Or he yeah. He one like the Blackbird, you know, and... and uh, paint them and put on the cows and all the whole, the whole 90 hertz and then uh, for sure and then you would shoot them off and they'd crash I remember one landed in the middle of the lake the lake I remember that one because everyone was I, so I got, on a, I got on one of the inflatable rafts and we floated out there and retrieved it for them yeah a lot of them went into the trees though and we had to uh, we had to throw things up like the basketball or, uh, or ropes or things to try to most of them, most of them we got. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm not sure. Maybe break it up or a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was <laughs> So, yeah, that was another of the Dearborn experience. I, I, uh, I always loved the, uh, the, the rows and rows of canvas tents. And, uh. What is they it? They were set up like, they were all World War Two surplus tents. And, oh wow! Uh, the Dearborn people had built built a wooden framework uh, out of the you know on the little little slabs, mm-hmm. and then they they put the tents up on there. So you had a uh, you had army cots, and you had a uh, you had a, a kind of a little wooden framework, and then a cloth tent over it. So 
And it was set up, I guess it was set up like an army camp. It was <laughs> rows and rows of tents. But I remember the whole neighborhood would uh, would all rent a row, you know, and there oh, must be 30 kids or something like that. And, and all the families would hang out and get together every night and have a good time. Yeah, I feel like that happened only because in those days people weren't so, like, judgmental. You know, I, I feel yeah. like <laughs> these days you got to be careful with everything oh, yeah. you say. Sure. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I loved our neighborhood because it was it was very, uh, very mixed, integrated. We, yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Those were the good old days. <laughs> Now it's now it's uh, not so hot. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, I went there uh, about a year or two ago, and they have yeah. a they have a zip line now, and I rode across <laughs> I rode across the zip line, and and that's honestly all they got there now. It's very it's very regulated, you know. Well, it was it was pretty pretty safe because um, it was originally just meant for all the people of Dearborn. Right, but they allowed uh, outside groups to come in as a group, and I think that's that's why the folks from uh, from our neighborhood were able to say, "Hey, we're a group," and uh, we got this got the same row each year. For sure, but but mostly uh, mostly it was four deer porn. So, uh, which which is interesting because that that's kind of like uh, a historical page where different communities would say, you know, we need recreation for the the people in our in our community. And as long as you were a resident of, of Dearborn, you go out to Camp Dearborn. Right. Which wasn't in Dearborn, it was in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a great place, you know. So. For sure. So yeah, that uh, but yeah, that's a lot of fun. In uh, in those days, um, I guess all the tents are now rotted away and they built a few little wooden cabins in, in that place, but it's still there. Yeah, no, I know. It's still doing things with family and such, but uh, but things have changed, that's for sure. For I sure. I suppose there's probably not much going on with the COVID-19. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Anyway. Um, but back to music. Um, sure. What's, um, do you still play? Like, do you do oh. you still play oh, yeah, and yeah. try and go fact, to coffee uh, shops? Sue and I were hanging out at a. Uh, we, we took some stuff over to uh, the Salvation Army up in Marquette, and um, put on our masks and we're walking around. And I said, "Jeez, look at this man! A violin for, for fifteen bucks." <laughs> no way! Wow! So now it's mine. <laughs> I've been trying to learn the violin now, so. Uh, so, yeah. That is so cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, my son, uh, you know, Peter, his son, uh, oh, yeah. Number one out in New York. He, he plays the violin now very, very, very well. And so he's been teaching me a few things and sending, sending here, uh, here and there, like a neck brace and a little rosin he sent me. And, uh, so he's been, he's been helping me out, learning the, uh, learning the violin. And I'm getting there. I, I was on face. I was on the uh, a Zoom meeting last week with him. <laughs> so it's getting it's getting 
Well, it's not intolerable. I think the, the host said that I was the second best violin player in the group. That's awesome. Of about, of about 20. Well, there are only two violin players in the group, so it, <laughs> it wasn't that much of a compliment. For but sure. It was great fun. Yeah, yeah, I it's hard, um, to, it's hard to play the violin and sing at the same time. See, that's a, that's another hard thing. <laughs> it is, it is yeah. like it's it's amazing, like uh, how many people can do that. I I have a cousin named Eileen, and she's out in Arizona now, but um, she's she was amazing, you know. And I'm playing, and I was never as sweet as her, you know. So because I was never as sweet as her, it kind of like. Uh-huh made me like, eh, I'm going to try something else, <laughs> you know? Um, and oh, I, no. Uh, do you, hey, do you still have your violin? No, I don't. I don't. Uh-oh. Well, what happened? Maybe you gave it to the Salvation Army and sold it to some old bloke for 15 bucks, eh? Probably <laughs> so. I mean, maybe it's in your hands after all these years. Who knows? It is a small world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't see your name scratched on the back, so... Uh... I would have given you a call right away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Most yeah. definitely. So anyway, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been great. And, so uh, what uh, hey, what are you doing as far as the pandemic goes? What what have you been doing? Uh, how you been getting by? Oh well, you know, I guess about fifteen years ago or so, I I uh, closed up my official office with uh, three or four employees. And I just started doing a one-man operation through my house here. And uh, so, I actually, I just picked up all the crap we had at the office and brought it to my basement. So uh, so I have all the computers and all of the paneling and all of the partitions and desks and all that crap. And uh, so I was just, just practicing here for that amount of time. So uh, so basically, I can, uh, I can still do, uh, do jobs now and then. Uh, at, at through through the house here, which is great because don't have to have anybody in and, and, and stay isolated. So that's what I've been doing. Sure. And uh, surviving, surviving. So uh, yeah, I've, I've always done you know renovations and additions and rehab kind of a stuff. So that's what I'm doing. People need to do still need to get their stuff fixed up. So so yeah. yeah. Trying to get trying to get retired now though. See that's uh, so I, I say I'm semi retired. <laughs> oh okay, yeah I I hear that. I mean I feel like I'll never what have you stop. Been doing? I've yeah, been what okay have you been doing it to, to sort of survive the uh, pandemic. You know I've been um, I just been trying to help out as many people as I can. You know oh, that's um, that's I realized yeah. that. When I help somebody else out, it kind of helps me, you know. And Absolutely. Um, that's kind of how I started Nerd Nation and whatnot. I just wanted to to be of that, and yeah. So I just been I've been talking to people, making sure they're okay, uh, just trying to get through this. I mean, like I was telling my previous guests, um, as corny as it may sound, I mean, we really are all in this together, you know. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's uh, it's cool because it makes you. This whole thing has made you see who's real, you know. And um, that's that's the beauty of it. As as much as it is a negative, um, it's so beautiful that we can see 
how wow this person really was that real after all this time or or whatever may happen i don't know if you've experienced that but um that's kind of oh absolutely yeah i i totally agree with you man that's it's it's beautiful what you're doing and and uh yeah you gotta you gotta do every little thing you can to help out for sure for sure because that i feel like um i feel like i owe it in a sense too you know a lot of i've been blessed a lot throughout my life and people have helped me and and things of that nature and and this is my turn you know to try and Mm -hmm. give back any way i can you know so and i and helping i was just talking to somebody about this the other day helping isn't always just throwing money at somebody you know, I feel like when we share our voice, uh, when we share our persons, you know, we're helping mm-hmm. people. Hey, um, hey. It's beautiful, know. man. Yeah, so so that's where I'm at. But, uh, that's cool. But, yeah, man, um, it's great talking to you. We're a little over time. Um, we could oh, go on okay. and on, man. But well, I appreciate that. You know, our viewers got to go to work. It's Halloween. <laughs> How's everybody doing here? And I suppose um, all of you and your family are, are still kicking in there okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we. Uh, it's funny. This whole thing is funny because, you know, sometimes you think you got it so together and, and things are starting to work out, and then here comes a monkey wrench, <laughs> you know? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, just prayer, being still, meditation, you know, it's it's all about self-love in these times. You know, I think people are so hard on themselves in this time, but it's so important to yeah, step back yeah. and just do that self-love as well. So, What do you say? Uh, love and pass it on. Right, exactly. Because that's the only way out. That's the only way out is love. I mean, we could all keep pulling each other's cards and stuff like that, but you know what, man? It's Love is the only way out. <laughs> you know that's how i feel it's uh, it's more more stuff beautiful. gets accomplished more stuff gets accomplished when we do uh speak and do from a place of love than animosity so i think you got the uh, you got that my my uh my dad used to say hey that's the ticket and uh mm-hmm. it's the ticket to having answers and the ticket to having uh, having a little peace in your life amen amen hey well, yeah, thank you, Ted. I appreciate you being on. Um, I'll stay in touch. You got my number. You give me a call anytime, man. Um, All right. Peace, man. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for being on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.